This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The zoo! Give me some sea life! <laughs> Give me museums! Park. Give me a woo! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. Hello and welcome to Food Stuff. I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And I'm Annie Reese. And today we're going to talk about frozen waffles and ego waffles in particular. Yes, because it's about time for a lot of us to retreat into our caves over our, the next few days. Our Netflix caves. Yes, and binge watch the second season of Stranger Things. I've, if you've seen Stranger Things, I'm going to guess a lot of you have. If you haven't and you're interested check it out. Uh-huh. Um, but we all know, we all know, those frozen waffles that Eleven loves in the bright yellow box, those are egos. Those are egos. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Um, so first, as we frequently do, by frequently I mean all the time, yeah. uh, what is it? I think it can be explained in this simple quote. A waffle is like a pancake with a syrup trap. <laughs> it's from Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> Yeah, a waffle has kind of like a like a grid pattern. It's like a 3D pancake sort of kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh it's it's within the realm of a pastry. It's usually a lightly sweetened kind of bread product. Mm-hmm. It's um the dough is usually got some kind of milk, eggs, butter, maybe a leavening agent, a rising agent. Um They run into the into the light and fluffy on the inside and crispy on the outside kind of concept. They're very tasty. Um, Ego waffles are generally frozen waffles. They yep. come in yellow boxes, eight to a pack. Mm-hmm. Nutrigrain Egos were my go-to breakfast for a number of years when I was a kid. Yeah, I loved the blueberry ones. Mm. I love waffles in general, but the I feel 
you have to get the texture right are they're they're worthless. <laughs> they have to be crispy. If you get like a soggy waffle, it's so disappointing. Oh, soggy waffle. Yeah. That's oh. a that's a great name for something. It is, isn't it? Um frozen waffles, pancakes, and French toast is a $1.2 billion industry, Ooh. and Ego accounts for 60% of that. 60% or over. Yeah. Yeah. And um, if we look at 2015, Kellogg sold 4.5% more waffles in the preceding five years than any year coming before that. They also sell aforementioned frozen pancakes and French toast, along with frozen breakfast sandwiches. And the Bloomberg article I got this number from, by the way, was titled, Who Killed Tony the Tiger? Huh. Yeah. Okay. Basically that uh, Ego is capitalizing off of um, fears about the health of cereal. Even though yeah. they're both carb products with sugar added. Yep. Okay. But, yeah. Sure. You get it. Are, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So let's do a brief rundown of waffles, shall we? Yes. Uh, so the ancestors of waffles are oblios, which are these ancient Grecian cakes that were roasted between two metal plates. And the, and the two metal plates had a, had a wooden handle attached so that you could just slide it into and out of an oven. By medieval times, these had developed into oblies, uh, which were these, these large unleavened wafers that were made primarily by, um, either members of the Catholic Church or people trying to sell stuff to the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them depicted religious iconography. By the 1400s, these had developed into recipes more like we're familiar with waffles being today, and the Dutch had started using rectangular plates that were forged with a grid pattern on them. Though historians aren't sure whether this was a decorative choice or like a practical matter for the blacksmiths or a practical request on behalf of the bakers to design something with a greater surface area so that you can, you can get, you know, the, the waffle more crispier, faster. Yeah. Um, and to make these old school waffles slash wafers was kind of terrible. Just, just awful. So you had those two baking plates with the long handles mm-hmm. and they needed to stay hot and oiled. It was a two person job to hold these heavy handles and to get the baking plates over a fire, add the batter, close it between the plates, put it over a fire, minute per side, and then quickly remove the waffle. Ooh. So it didn't overcook. Yeah. Yeah. Real pain. Um, Americans were the ones to pair waffles with maple syrup, of a staple up in the New England area, mm-hmm. and were really the first to adopt them as a breakfast food. Hmm. Everywhere else, it's kind of a snack or like something that you'd eat with uh, with tea, something like that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, let's talk about Thomas Jefferson again. Wait, what? Why? <laughs> I know, right? So, the first thing you need to know about Thomas Jefferson, in the context of waffles anyway, is that he loved them. <laughs> He loved them. (laughs) He loved them so much, he transported a waffle iron from France to the U.S. in 1789 and would cook them at waffle parties. Waffle parties. Yes, waffle parties. Man, Leslie Nope would die of happiness. (laughs) Or overeating, possibly. Maybe both. Yeah. Simultaneously. I'd be pretty excited, too. Mm -hmm. Someone, by the way, figured out that Leslie Nope probably eats around 343 waffles a year. Oh, my goodness. That's a lot of waffles. Yes. Leslie Nope from Parks and Rec, for you you guys who don't know. Also related in Sweden, there's Waffle Day, which shares the date with Our Ladies Day. So Leslie (laughs) Nope was on to something with Valentine's Day being celebrated with waffles, or at least in Sweden, anyway. 
<laughs> those those waffle parties uh, of of Thomas Jefferson's were were called waffle frolics. Waffle frolics. I am going to add that to my calendar. I'm going to throw a waffle frolic. Yes. For sure. Um and FYI, the word waffle first appeared in the English language in 1725. From the Dutch word waffle, hey, which probably comes from a similar Germanic word meaning honeycomb or web or weave. Also FYI, the word gopher probably comes from the same root. Goffel, waffle. Oh. Um, and it was a reference to the, the woven and or honeycomb-like structure of their burrows. Oh. Huh. Words are so cool. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, after a waffle iron made to be used over a coal stove was patented in the U.S. in 1869 by Dutch-American Cornelius Swartwout. <laughs> Swartwout. Cornelius Swartwout. Where have you been all my life? That okay, please continue. It's a Harry Potter name if I've ever heard one. Yes. Um, Americans followed the lead of Jefferson and threw their own waffle parties or frolics. Mm-hmm. And a few years later, in 1896, Fanny Farmer's The Fanny Farmer Cookbook came out with a recipe on how to make raised yeast waffles. And this is a big moment on the waffle timeline. Mm-hmm. Before that, waffles were essentially just pancakes, but with holes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the first electric waffle iron was introduced in 1911 and released commercially by GE to the public in 1918. Apart from efficiency improvements and some bells and whistles, we generally use the same thing to this day. Mm-hmm. However, cooking waffles took precious time, and we Americans didn't want to wait that long to shove some delicious golden waffle in our face. Of course not. No. So. Time is money. It is. Time is waffles. Time is waffles. Enter the frozen waffle. But first, a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The zoo! Give me some sea life! <laughs> Give me museums! Park! Give me a woo! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Me. Focus. 
Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Okay, so now it's time to talk about what's on everyone's mind. Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Yeah. Wait, what, where did you think this was going? This is a this is like a sleeper episode. It's actually about <laughs> mayonnaise. Okay. Yes. So, in 1932, in San Jose, California, brothers Frank Anthony and Sam Dorsett decided to do some food experiments in their parents' basement, of course, Mm -hmm. until they came up with their own brand of mayonnaise, which they advertised throughout the Great Depression as using triple refined vegetable oil and 100% fresh range eggs. Ranch eggs. Ranch eggs. Mm -hmm. Can't forget that. Which led them to call their product Eggo Mayonnaise. Ads at the time touted the product as having the highest egg content of the leading brands. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, Fighting words in I the mayonnaise know, kingdom. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Around their San Jose digs, the product was quite popular. Popular enough that according to Frank Dorsey's obituary, the brothers used a $50 infusion from their mayonnaise business to break into the waffle one. Also, I couldn't leave out that the headline of Frank Dorsey's obituary was... He triumphed with waffles, but died without vanquishing the pancake. Oh, kind of a low blow for an obituary, right? It's catchy, though. It is. And another thing i got to mention, this guy also invented a machine that curls bacon? Or No, it's a, it's a machine that, that, that when bacon cooks, it prevents it from curling. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Clearly. Obviously. Uh, where is this machine? Can I purchase it? <laughs> I don't think you can. Um and an automatic potato peeler he also invented. Yeah, automatic, like, continual potato peeler. Mm-hmm. Just can't stop, won't stop. Um, but yes, so this was how Ego Food Products, the company, was born. Mm-hmm. There was a problem, though. While they had no trouble selling their products near their home base, shipping mayo and fresh waffle batter really limited their reach. Mm-hmm. Um, and this spurred them to recreate a tinned powder that just needed a bit of milk added to it. As a a waffle batter. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Restaurants looking to turn out waffles more quickly were some of their most profitable customers. Hmm. Yes. This was not the first powdered waffle mix, however. That distinction goes to Pearl Milling Co.'s Aunt Jemima Pancake and Waffle Mix all the way back to 1889. 1889. Goodness. Mm -hmm. Well, that explains the racism in the name. Lauren's Killjoy Corner back again. (laughs) It's Kiljay Corner with a K, by the way. Oh, yes. Uh, with the dough flowing in from dough. their, I, I know, <laughs> with, from their expanded market, the Dorsa brothers purchased the Garden City Potato Chip Factory in 1938 and were soon selling potato chips alongside their waffles and mayonnaise. What an interesting product. I mean, they, they got a lot of diversity going here. They did. Yeah. And this is what inspired, uh, Frank Dorsa to invent the automatic potato peeler, by the way. But let's jump ahead to the 1950s. Okay. The American consumer wanted convenience. They didn't want to mess with making fresh waffles or even powdered mixes. So I'm sure you remember from our frozen food episode, this is when frozen foods were taking the U.S. by storm. 
The Dorset brothers knew that in order to stay afloat, they needed to compete by coming up with a frozen waffle. But first, they needed to figure out how to produce waffles on a large scale. Frank was undeterred by this challenge, and in 1953, he utilized the engine of a merry-go-round with just as many waffle irons as possible attached to it. What? Yes, I love this. It's it's monstrous in my head, the thing I'm imagining, just like nightmares. But <laughs> it worked. Uh, the contraption, as it rotated, the waffles cooked, and there were employees placed around this thing, flipping the waffles when it was time. Mm -hmm. And after they were cooked, they were frozen. (laughs) Thousands of waffles an hour were turned out this way. And when the first of those waffles hit the grocery store aisles later that same year, they were called froffles. Frozen waffles, froffles. Yep. They boasted major convenience factors. You put them in the toaster, and they were ready in about a minute. That's pretty convenient. Which pretty much killed their tin-to-mix line. Oops. Yeah, and also took a swing at the waffle iron business. Oh. And they were very popular on the West Coast, because uh, that's pretty much where they were shipping them at the time. Right. Um, the name Froffles did not stick. Wow. Um, by 1955, the Dorses adopted their already well-known Ego name for their waffles. Mm-hmm. So that is when Ego waffles were born. Mm-hmm. Officially. Officially. In 1960, they trademarked a mascot named Mr. Ego, which was this, like, dancing stick figure egg that was wearing a top hat. Um, one of, just total side note, one of the design search codes that it falls under in the U.S. Trademark Office is 02.01.33. And I quote, grotesque men formed by letters, numbers, punctuation, or geometric shapes, semicolon, stick figures. I've got to look this up. I, it's 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 just. I mean, it looks sort of like Mr. Peanut, but as an egg, sort That's of. As an egg. Yeah. Uh, at the time, the company um, uh, Ego Ego Food Products offered all manner of of stuff, uh, including pickles and salad dressings and canned tuna and uh, gelatin desserts and like barbecue sauces, all hmm. sorts of stuff. Wow. By 1962, Ego Food Products was booming, and they moved out um, to a huge new plant on the outskirts of San Jose, um, on on a street called Ego Way, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, It was there that they caught the attention of Fern Foods, Inc., uh, which made the Dorsus a tempting offer, and they sold the company in 1966. Mm -hmm. And Aunt Jemima came out with its own frozen waffle in 1968, which is Ego's most serious competitor. Jumping ahead to 1970, Kellogg, you remember Kellogg, acquired Fern Foods, Inc., and it was their first foray into frozen foods. Mm -hmm. And this was obviously a game changer, and it led to one of the catchiest slogans from my childhood, at least, Lego my Ego. (laughs) This came about due to an ad agency, Leo Burnett, After the slogan burst onto the scene in 1972, it gained such popularity that they kept it until 2008. And when they retired it briefly, they brought it back in 2014. Yeah. And a bonus fact. Americans got their introduction to the Belgian waffle at the 1964 World's Fair by the Van Damme family, who went on to open a location in Redondo Beach four years later. 20 years after that, in 1988, they introduced their own frozen waffle, Van's Waffles, 
that were marketed as more wholesome as they were made up with amaranth and quinoa. Yeah. Ancient grains. I know. We'll do an episode on Belgian waffles one day. Oh, absolutely. And ancient grains, both. Probably mostly separately. Probably, yeah. But there will be some overlap. Mm -hmm. Kellogg's, um, they also pushed Eggo into many new flavor territories. Blueberry, strawberry, chocolate chip, brown sugar, cinnamon, etc. And of course, the seasonally available pumpkin spice. (sighs) It all comes back to pumpkin spice. Mm -hmm. Other occasional flavor releases. French toast. French toast waffles always confused me. Anyway, uh, s'mores and confetti. Confetti. Confetti flavored waffles. Anytime that you can put colored sprinkles in anything, I'm pretty excited about it. I've never thought about how weird it is that we call it confetti, though. Like, that's the flavor. Right. It's more of just the look. It, it's a, it's I don't want it thing. to taste like confetti. <laughs> I have, I'm, have you have you swallowed enough confetti to be able to say that <laughs> definitively? I was at a concert once where uh, I was right next to the confetti canyon. And, uh, I, I've, <laughs> all right. I, I believe you. I have an idea. Wit, expert witness testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, Frank Dorsa, meanwhile, passed away in 1996, um, uh, survived by, by his, by his loving son. Um, and meanwhile, Kellogg's just keeps on pushing the bounds of breakfast through the Eggo brand. In the 2000s, they debuted just a number of really amazingly ridiculous products that I mostly missed. So just in case anyone else is super entertained by them, Eggo Real Fruit Pizzas, which is a, like like a cinnamon and maple flavored crust with fruit and granola on top. Okay. Uh, wafflers and minis, both of which... Uh, Pull apart for, for easy hand eating and condiment dipping. Mm-hmm. Toaster muffin delights, which were muffin tops for your toaster. Okay. Uh, Eggo maple syrup cereal, which was a breakfast cereal that was like vaguely in the shape of, of waffles. There were Lego branded Eggos. Lego my Eggos. Oh. <gasps> oh man, my mind just got blown. That's amazing. They came out with a waffle syrup. They have waffle breakfast sandwiches, Eggo biscuit scramblers, which were kind of like breakfast hot pockets. And yes, finally, too late for Frank, they came out with toaster pancakes. Yes. And he was working on that. That's one of the reasons Yeah, they put that in the obituary, even though I thought it was a little... A little bit snarky. Yeah. <laughs> But, but still, he, he, yeah, his, his son said that, uh, that he just never quite, never quite got the texture right. I imagine it would be very tricky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Due to a listeria infection scare at the Atlanta plant that resulted in a recall of 4,500 cases of waffles, followed by flooding just as soon as the plant was about to reopen, followed by a temporary shutdown of the plant in Tennessee, there was an ego waffle shortage from 2009 to 2010. There's a little bit of like hoarding that went on. Um, they, they, they limited their releases of, of their waffles to various stores. And there were definitely a few people that were like selling them for an upcharge on eBay. Whoa. Yeah, I know. You're buying your Eggo waffles on eBay. A dangerous prospect. Yeah. That's a little bit of a risk. Yeah. And then along comes Stranger Things in 2016, bringing Eggo back into the zeitgeist. And so that is our Eggo waffle timeline. Yes. And it brings us back to another quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. 
So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes. So, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of interesting little cultural things that come up when you look into waffles, frozen waffles in particular. Um, when I was searching, this is something I've never heard of before, but a lot of the results in the Google uh, came back with the Taco Bell. Taco Bell waffle taco. Waffle taco? A waffle taco. I think I saw a commercial for that. Oh, boy. Uh, it was introduced in 2014, and it's pretty much what it sounds like. Taco Bell's director for product development stumbled on a Facebook post of an egg avocado taco and rushed to the store for frozen waffles to test it out herself. The team, the development team, went through 80 different tacos, changing what? things like waffle thickness and amount of vanilla okay. until they settled on the one. If anyone has experienced one of these. I've had a savory waffle before, um, but I've never had a taco waffle. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I've had like chicken and waffles, which are sort of savory. Yes. And speaking of chicken and waffles... <laughs> Um, just a brief, I, I kind of got curious about this when I was researching after the, the Taco Bell waffle taco. Uh, I looked into chicken and waffles. So this duo dates back to the 1600s in the U.S. when the Pennsylvania Dutch would put chicken and gravy on top of their waffles. Mm -hmm. A Virginia breakfast or a meal consisting of fried or baked meat and a quick bread was the standard of Southern hospitality by the 1800s. It's also very likely that African-American slaves were making a version of this, too. But then we take a massive leap forward to the Wells Supper Club located in Harlem, New York in 1938. 
Musicians playing at Wells, as it was called by the locals, would either arrive too late or get done too late for either dinner or breakfast, so they wanted a combination of both. Voila, chicken and waffles. Ah, The trend transversed the U.S., and in 1976, Roscoe's House of Chicken and Waffles opened in Los Angeles, California, um, <laughs> started by someone who had grown up in Harlem. Uh-huh. Gladys and Ron's Chicken and Waffles restaurant, until recently operating here in Atlanta, was in part inspired by Knight's night spent at Wells. Ah. Yeah. And I found this funny quote that I wish we had included in the fried chicken episode, but putting it in here. Anytime you talk about fried chicken in the South, you're in essence talking about somebody's mama. And when you talk about somebody's mama, somebody's going to get mad. (laughs) (laughs) That's from an NPR story I read about the history of fried chicken and waffles. Yeah, it's do pe- people. Yeah, we we all care a lot about fried chicken around here. We do. If you couldn't tell from our fried chicken episode, I know. And another thing we care about down here: Waffle House. Waffle House. I know. Okay, so we're <gasps> gonna do this in another episode. Yeah, yeah. I I, I actually already did some preliminary research, Ooh. and then I had to be like, stop it. <laughs> Got other things to do. Um, but uh, but I have to leave you with this. Apparently, there's no deep fryer at Waffle House. I no. don't believe it. No. I don't believe it. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Seems impossible, but it's true. I can't wait. Okay. Okay. Yep. Future episode. And apparently, last thing, there was a big kerfuffle on Top Chef when one of the contestants used frozen waffles. It was called Wafflegate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. That about closes up our episode on frozen waffles. Uh Uh-huh, which means that it's time for some listener mail. Hannah sent us this note in response to our butter episode. My grandmother on my mother's side is someone who has always been curious and always loves to pay people a compliment. So when she discovered Trappist jam made by the monks of St. Joseph's Abbey of Spencer, Massachusetts, she decided she had to call them and tell them how much she loved their jam. Aww. She managed to get the head of the Abbey on the phone and chatted with him for several hours. What? Yeah, about how they make their jams and about the history of the Abbey. And just said she had a wonderful time and everyone was wonderfully sweet. At the end of the conversation, they asked her for her address and promptly sent her a box of 12 of the different jams they make. And I believe sent her a few more boxes of jam over the next few years. Goes to show it never hurts to compliment your favorite small business. Oh, she sounds like a lovely lady. She really does. And they sound like a lovely jam company. I know. This is something Lauren and I would do. We like have a million questions about everything. Yeah. We're so interested. Keep talking to, to us about your jam. Please. Jam all day. <laughs> uh, also, in response to our butter episode, Courtney wrote, The Illinois State Fair also has a tradition of the butter cow that started around 90 years ago and continues on today. It is a staple for most people to go to the fair. I believe other state fairs have this tradition also, probably mostly Midwestern states, but being from Illinois, I am, of course, partial to our tradition. And she sent pictures. A a lot of people wrote in about the butter butter cow. Butter sculpture, y'all. I still, I've never seen this. Me either, but. I mean, in person, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Goals, goals, (laughs) foodstuff goals. If uh, you would like to send us a letter like these lovely listeners did, mm-hmm. um, you can do so. We have an email address. It is foodstuff at howstuffworks.com. Mm-hmm. We are also on Facebook and Twitter at foodstuffhsw, and we are on Instagram at foodstuff. 
So uh, we hope that we will hear from you, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at San Diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X visit tomboyx.com. Zumo play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series. You'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part, it's all free. Love music. Get lost in the nineties with iHeart nineties dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.